0: Welcome to Tramlines, a podcast from Agri. I'm your host, Tony Smith, putting your questions to the experts. In this episode, I'm talking to Jack Wilson, account manager for Riser. Today, we will be finding out about the services that Riser provide and how these can really help farmers, whether arable or livestock, to fine tune their on-farm precision. What are the benefits and how can these services help? So good morning, Jack. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, great to have you with us today, Jack, and uh, really looking forward to our podcast. Um to start us off, perhaps you'd like to share a little bit about how did you get into farming and agriculture?
1: Um well, I grew up on I grew up down in Shropshire um on a it was actually previously a dairy farm. Um my dad's still running it now just contract rearing. Um and I was I was brought up to Scotland by my, my other half Brittany. Um and then after a few years I wanted to get back into agriculture so I applied for a riser soil sampling job and the rest is history really
0: well oh, that's great Jack and uh, I know you're based up there in East Lothian uh, how are crops looking at the moment um
1: they're looking well it's, it's been a it's been quite a mild winter really we've had quite a kind January um despite the wind most of the crops are still standing um, and I think guys are It's sun's come out. It was the 1st of March yesterday and guys are looking to start getting on and start spreading. So, all quite good news, really.
0: Yes, and it's always great uh, to be able to get back on the land again in in the spring, isn't it? Um, Today, our focus is on precision farming and how that can help growers, whether they're growing grass or arable crops, whatever the crop, in fact. So, what are the key issues that you think farmers are facing at the moment, Jack?
1: I think a lot of the time... um, It comes down to the real basics, you know, getting those foundations right. And a lot of time when I'm out sampling, I'll see simple things like drainage um, that obviously needs correcting. And when I'm out sampling, we're looking at areas and we're looking at obviously taking samples to get pK and pH. And that pH is really, really important part as well. Um, Not only in certain areas, but across that whole field to make sure it's optimised to get the most use out of your nutrients.
0: Sure, sure. So you're you're talking about real sort of um, on the ground, your boots are muddy, you're walking those crops. What I'm really interested in, though, is the rise of services, these digital services that we've spoken about before on these podcasts, uh with some of the guys from riser and what i'm really interested in is what are those services and then actually how can they help so tell me a bit about these this digital mapping etc what, what are the services that you offer
1: yeah so there's, there's a couple of things um that we can do within riser um previously we've we've done something called dc scanning so that's that's discs in the ground pulled by either a quad bike or a pickup and that's measuring the electric conductivity of the soil. So it's, it's giving you a, a gauge towards the nutrient holding capacity. Um, and then what you can do is, is use those maps to create zones, we call them. So these are soil zones based on soil types. Um, and then we go out and we sample within these zones. Um, and we do a W sample across that area to give you a a nutrient level for that area of the field. Um, within the last four or five years, we've, we've started to use imagery. Um, so this is, this is satellite imagery. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do with satellite imagery, but one of the things that we've done recently is we've got backdated historic imagery and we've, we've looked at fields in quite a lot of detail um, over the last three or four years and then we found trends within the crops to suggest where are good areas and bad areas of the fields. And then we can use those, those images to create the zones and go and do our
0: soil sampling and go and find out why some of these areas aren't performing as well as they could be. So what I'm hearing there, Jack, is that, that you're using these, these measurements, this field mapping to be able to see you know, where to go and focus and find out exactly what, why maybe the yield in that part of the field isn't so good as you'd expect. Um, just going back, what, what is the nutrient holding capacity of, of the soil? What, what influences that? So it's, it's to do with the amount of clay within the
1: soil um, because your, your, your clay particles are the main elements of the soil that hold the nutrients Um, we all talk about sand, silt and clay and soil textures and and things like that. And the amount of clay within a soil has a big impact on the nutrient holding capacity of that soil. So that's where we look at the areas and we say, right, well, this this area of the field has got quite a lot of clay. So it's it's a heavier soil. It's going to hold pH better and hold nutrients better. Whereas the lighter area of the field is more... Sand more of a sandy soil, a lighter soil, so it won't be able to hold on to those nutrients as well. Um it's it's gonna leach pH and it's gonna lose nutrients much easier.
0: Sure, and, and I can understand that. Uh from the farmer's perspective who's driving a tractor across the field and cultivating, you know, surely they can see where the clay areas of a field are, maybe the siltier areas, the sandier areas. So how do the maps help us understand that differently?
1: Oh, I mean, you can absolutely see it in the field. Um, and when you're, when you're driving across with your plough, you'll, you'll know the areas where you have to slow down a little bit, some of those heavy areas, and you can see that shine on that soil when it's turned over. Um, but the, it's all well and good knowing you have that soil within the field. But what you need to know is exactly where, that soil starts and finishes so that when you've got your crop through the ground and you can't see the soil and you're spreading fertiliser, you've got a plan and you've got a, a map, something showing you where that line is.
0: Right. So what you're talking about actually is is the real detail, the real precision. So that's, that's that step change from walking the field, knowing your land really, really well, but actually through the season, knowing exactly where those where those. That those lines in the sand are so to speak
1: yeah exactly and, and farmers will be able to tell you roughly where they are um but you need to be able to have some sort of system in place where you can tell the machine and the machine can do the work for you and increase decrease the rate and apply the product where it's needed uh,
0: and what impact can that have on you know placement of fertilizer and, and sprays uh, but also ultimately in terms of efficient production
1: yeah so we we've we've gone out, we've we've mapped the farm, whether it's by scanner or imagery, and we've taken our soil samples, and then we can sit down with the farmer and see what what he wants to grow in that field. Um, and we have our nu- we have our nutrient result for that zone, so we know if it's slightly low, we want to try and improve the indices. If there's a pH problem, we want to address that as well. Um, and then we also know what the crop's are going to take off. Um, so we all this information is built into our system, and we can give him a recommendation for fertiliser for those areas, and he can go and apply them using shape files or XML files or whatever he needs to plug into his equipment.
0: So looking forward, grain prices are looking buoyant. Um, however, input costs are looking very high. How can this... Way of farming. This precision farming, using these maps, etc., help when it comes to maximising the bottom line.
1: Yeah, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and it's it's become a real high stakes game farming these days. Um, and just putting a crop in is, is a huge investment. So what you, what you need is you need as much data as you can possibly get, just so you, you you know what your costs are going to be. Um, and it used to be a case of well, all right i'll put on 2010 10 or triple 16 or whatever it was because i always have but now we can we can use this data to really fine tune that that plan that analysis and we can go on and we can use straights, we can use different products and we can get the right product for the that's right for you and right for your farm
0: sure and, and you yourself said you know you don't want to be just rolling the dice, and, and that makes that reminds me of what you just said there about it being a high stakes game. I mean, yeah, it's a big investment, isn't it? And and a real risk if you get it wrong. So, I guess what you're saying here is make informed decisions with as much data as you can get.
1: Yeah, exactly. And a few guys this year have said, "Oh, I can't afford to put the fertilizer on. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take a P and K holiday." Um, which, which is which is fine, but you need to have that data to back up your decision. And like you said, if, if you haven't got that data, it is a risk and you are just rolling the dice, if you like.
0: Sure. And, and Tom Land in previous podcasts has, has said a similar thing, which is, you know, if you're going to take a pK and k holiday, where are you going to do that? What part of the farm, what part of a field? OK, just coming back to some of this data that you're able to uh, glean, to obtain uh, from Riser, just tell me... Um, a bit about the different layers of information that through the season you can get hold of.
1: Yeah, so we have, we've got imagery that is um, live, if you like. So um, farmers are getting an image every couple of weeks of their growing crop within, that, within the field. Um, within Contour, our platform as well, you've got all the images, previous images from previous years. So you can go back and look on how the crop has performed previously. You've got lots of other data like weather data. Um, you can look at how much rainfall you've had this year compared to last year, what the soil temperature's like for your nitrogen timings and and all sorts of things like that.
0: So sort of, just out of pure interest, I mean, h- how many farmers are using information like this?
1: Well, I, so I cover um, the Lothian and Borders. So I'm working a little bit in Fife right through kind of the Midlothians and the Scottish borders into Northumberland and across the Dumfries. Um, and we, on our system, we have around last time I checked about 55,000 hectares. Um, and I would say half of those guys are fully mapped, sampled, and they're using, they're creating nutrient plans through myself or through their agri um, to to make the most of the system and really take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's a beautiful part of the world you're working in there. Um, Fantastic. But 55,000 hectares, I mean, that's a significant amount, isn't it? But it also, uh, from what I can uh, tell, you know, that means that there's an opportunity here for more growers to be using this information to be able to farm with even more precision. Um, Interestingly, I know you also look at a lot of grassland. Um, we mustn't forget that that's a huge crop in the UK, isn't it? So tell me a bit about how do you use this information when you're looking at grassland?
1: Yeah, so precision has always been, a lot of people view it as, oh, it's expensive to get into and there's a lot of equipment required to make the most of it. Um, but in a lot of cases, it really, it comes down to using variable lime. Um, so for a lot of time, grassland's been... It's been ignored a little bit, um, and it's not been fully utilised. Um, I mean, there were some figures that only about 20% of the UK grassland is actually fully efficient or run as best as it can be. Um, so what I've, what I've been doing is we've been, using, we've been using the imagery to zone the farms, um, and then we've been creating line plans to optimise the pH. Um, that Obviously you'll give them more nitrogen use efficiency, helps with their P and K uses too. Um, The other big thing for the livestock guys is is planning their slurry and muck applications. Um, Too often when I sample a farm, I will find that the field near the steading is the highest in P and K because that's the closest to the cow shed that gets all the muck. Um, And, once you've got that map of your whole farm, you can start to target different fields with your organics and that will help build your nutrients without having to import anything else. You know, you're making use of what you've already got and not only you're not overdoing it and causing lockup issues in your closer fields, you're improving the fertility in your fields that, that need it.
0: So you're using that mapping to really help with the practical farming Uh, tasks of as you said spreading the slurry spreading the muck um so that that's really working in and tying in with practical farming isn't it um so what i'm hearing is it's not it's it's not divorced it's not i've got data and then i've got practical farming it's very 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 much intertwined. exactly we always we always
1: sit down with a farmer and you know what what tools have you got at your disposal what can you do um We've got the data here, so let's let's work together. So I mean, a lot of time with with myself and the agri agronomist. Let's work together and come up with a solution that suits you and that's workable for you. Because um, it's all well and good coming up with brilliant, pretty coloured maps and and fancy imagery, but you you can actually use that to do something and create plans that the farmers can really use and benefit from.
0: Yeah. And give me an example of uh, a real. I'm going to put you on the spot here. A real, a real success story that you can think of that comes to top of mind, where you've used this imagery to great benefit.
1: Uh, we did. There was a, there was an upland hill farm um, down in Hoik, um that was part of. It was under. It's coming under a new tenancy. So the estate agent has came to me and sort of said, "Look, we've." we've got a new tenancy agreement coming in. Um, we need to sample the whole farm. And they, they'd gone out and done some whole field stuff and the pH was really quite low. So they were looking to spread quite a lot of lime, get the pH to a good level and get the nutrients to a good level as well. Um, so we, we got the imagery on the farm. We zoned the whole farm. Um, I actually went out and sampled that one myself. And then we created plans to take the farm from where we had fields at a pH of, some of them were down at five, a lot of them were 5.2. So within, within Riser and Contour, we created plans to get all the fields up to a pH of six as a start. Um, that was a kind of, that's actually been a three-year process of applying lime with multiple applications on some fields. Um, and then... We use digestate because they have an a d plant at the, the estate has an a d plant. We created plans to use that product that they already had to get all the nutrient levels of the fields up to target, so the phosphate and potash levels up to an index two or two two and a half um, and we we plan to go and resample that field that, that whole farm next year um, and we, technically, we've, we've got it all up to where it needs to be now. Um, they've started putting in forage crops. They're looking at reseeding. And they've, from speaking to the farmers who, who've taken over the farm, they said it's, it's completely different from where it was two years ago. Um, so that's quite a short turnaround,
0: you know. Sure, that's fantastic. And when that farmer said it's completely different, what does that mean when it comes to referring back to your comment about, you know, it's high stakes is farming right now.
1: Yeah, we're talking about high stakes and and farming, and it is a bit of a gamble. But you you don't need to gamble on your nutrient statuses. There's tools within Agri and Riser to to monitor these and know exactly what they are and, and correct them if they need correcting. And a lot of a lot of guys have some guys have been over applying in areas, which is which is very expensive, especially especially now with the price of fertilizer and some guys have been slightly under applying in areas, which has a yield limitation as well. So we need to be putting the right nutrient in the right area. And by getting your farm mapped and using, using riser and Agri, we can, we can do that for them.
0: And Jack, just as we finish this podcast, what would be your takeaway message that you would like farmers and growers to think about after listening to this podcast?
1: I always try and tell people to, you know, invest in your soil. Um, you've only got one set it's there for life um, and that's where all whether it's grazing cattle whether it's crops whether it's silage or anything you need to make sure you're, you're benefiting as, as much as you can so yeah invest in your soil take samples do it as accurately as you can you know map your whole farm so you're putting the right inputs in the right areas in the most effective and efficient way
0: Fantastic. Uh, Jack, thank you. It's been such a pleasure talking with you today and getting a real insight into how you're using these mapping services to really help even transform some of the farm clients that you're looking after up there in the uh, the borders and Northumberland and that beautiful part of the country. That's it for this podcast, but do tune in again as we meet the experts throughout the season, exploring the many immediate and longer term questions for growers and farmers in the UK. If you have any questions you'd like us to ask the experts, email info at agri.co.uk. See you next time.